Friday, October 2nd, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, the, the playoffs are over. The 2020 season is over for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, we begin that uh, long and arduous process of, of looking forward to next season while the, uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs continue. Uh, looks like the American League Central is completely wiped out of uh, postseason play with the, the White Sox being eliminated yesterday. So uh, all that talk about the AL Central being, uh, the, the, you know, the toughest division in baseball uh, on paper heading into the playoffs, it doesn't look like it really uh, came to fruition. Yeah, I mean, the, the White Sox were the only team that really kind of had a fighting chance, forced three games with Oakland before losing uh, the Twins. Well, they've lost 18 straight postseason games. The Indians have lost eight eight straight postseason games. So I guess they did all right in the regular season, and but they still got to work on their postseason game. Yeah, it looks like that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna step into sort of a, a crystal ball edition of the uh, the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast here today. Uh, today we want to look forward and ahead to what the um, the upcoming few months have for some of our favorite Cleveland Indians. Uh, players and personnel, uh, as well as some uh, some trends in Major League Baseball that we want to see how they're going to fare over the next couple of months, uh, you know, beyond the end of the uh, the postseason and into spring training. So I'm going to throw out a name, and then you tell me what uh, what your predictions are for, for this guy uh, between now and when spring training opens in February. Uh, we'll start off with an easy one. Here's a softball, Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber uh, better make uh, better make uh, space on his uh, in his trophy case for the AL uh, Cy Young uh, Cy Young Award. I'm, I'm sure I, I would think he's going to win that in November, Joe. Yeah, pretty much a lock as as far as uh, you know the the award voting is concerned. Uh, the uh, baseball's first Triple Crown winner uh, for a pitcher since uh, 2006 overall in the major leagues strikeouts, wins, and ERA. Beaver did pretty much everything. Uh, that's how you, you guarantee yourself uh, an award. The only question in my mind, will it be a unanimous uh, uh, Cy Young Award for Beaver in the AL? Yeah, I think, I think it will. I really do. I got that impression. I think everybody knows he, he was the best starter out there. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't carry over into the postseason, but uh, the postseason doesn't count in your votes. And uh, I think uh, he did he did more than enough to be a unanimous uh, selection. All right, uh, Francisco Lindor. We'll throw that one right out there. We'll we'll get that one uh, out of the way uh, early. Uh, swallow the swallow the bitter pill. Uh, swallow the bitter pill first. Uh, Francisco Lindor prediction between now and the opening of spring training. I think he he comes to a Goodyear uh, Goodyear Arizona and reports on time. As the Indians starting shortstop for the last year, last year, last year of his go go around. Uh, so you are not predicting a, a trade anytime between now and uh, and February for Francisco Lindor. I think they'll try to trade him, and uh, they will not be able to satisfy their needs. I think uh, John Morosi from uh, MLB Network oh, will, will tweet every day between <laughs> the end of the playoffs and. The uh, be beginning of spring training uh, that there's something cooking with Francisco Lindor. Um, you know what? I, I say, yeah, I say sometime in December, maybe they get a deal done. 
are, are, are there going to be winter meetings this year? Do we know if they're, if they've canceled the winter meetings or not? They haven't, but I'm, I'm anticipating that they will, Joe. I, I would so, you know, with no winter meetings, it'll, it'll be harder to do, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm predicting that for Francisco Lindor, uh, there will be a new destination, a new, uh, a new life, and, and there will be a radical change in the Cleveland Indians between now and at the beginning of February. Of course, Sorry. Terry Francona is the one who, who tells us famously he doesn't have a crystal ball and he can't predict the future. So uh, I'm sure if he did, he would, he would have said, wow, uh, <laughs> 2020 really kind of stinks, um, especially for him, the way things went uh, health-wise. But uh, where do you think Terry Francona is you know, by this time or by, by the beginning of spring training for the Cleveland Indians next year? You know, Joe, I, I, my heart says he, he'll be back managing again, but in my head, I'm thinking he might be a senior advisor next year. Uh, some sort of, uh, you know, a front office position and probably Sandy Alomar will be the manager. That's just, just a gut feel, but I'd, I'd love to see Terry back in the, uh, in the dugout. I'm sure he would, in a perfect world, he would too. Yeah, I, I, I always thought that you had to rip the jersey off of Terry Francona's back in order to get him, you know, out of the dugout. And I, I think, uh, you know, the way that things have turned out this year with his health and, and uh, his just not being able to get back into the dugout uh, and, and recover fast enough, uh, I, I really do. I agree with you. I, I don't see him back managing. Uh, but I'll, I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to say, you know, he kind of liked that uh, that TV gig that he did for uh, for a season there uh, after after he left Boston. And uh, maybe Terry Francona is uh, is doing play by play or, or analysis or something in the studio for ESPN or Major League Baseball Network. Uh, I could definitely see that. Boy, wouldn't that be great to see see Tito on a some a semi nightly basis on TV telling his stories and 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 talking about some of the guys he has so, so many good relationships with throughout the league. Yeah, that would be good. I, I, I just think he's going to stay connected with the Indians somehow. You know, I, I really, if he's not managing, I think they, you know, they create a off, a, you know, some kind of title form in the front office. All right. Well, that answers our question. Uh, then, uh, you know, what you're predicting for, for Sandy Alomar uh, in by, by spring training next year, you, you think he'll be uh, the man who just slides right into that, uh, that managing position. Yeah, I, you know, I think he's got the inside track. Let's put it that way. If they do make a decision, you know, with Tito, uh, considering his health, uh, that he won't be back. I think Sandy's got the inside track. But I also think they'll talk to some people. You know, I, th I don't think they, you know, this is an organization that, that leaves uh, no stone unturned. I mean, Sandy was the favorite after, you know, he was the interim when Manny Acta got fired in 2012. And, uh, you know, then Tito just kind of fell, you know, fell into their laps. And so, you know, they, they, they hired uh, Frank Kona. Um, and I would think, uh, you know, Alomar is, is, you know, it's a little different manager, a little different uh, personality than, than Frank Kona. But uh, I think uh, he's, he's the favorite right now. And, and how could that reshape the, uh, the coaching staff as well? Is Carl Willis back? Is, is Mike Sarbaugh a bench coach? What's... Uh... What would what would happen there? Uh, I guess those dominoes all fall if uh, yeah. if if the decision is made on Tito at that point. Well, you know AJ Hinch is still out there if you're if you're really desperate to interview somebody. I'm sure uh, 
I'm sure yeah, he'd like you. a job. <laughs> and, and who's uh, the Boston's manager still out there? Too, Joey right? Cora as well, yeah. yeah. Alex Cora is still Alex there. there. Joey Cora's third base coach in, in Pittsburgh, my fault. Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, who knows? There's, uh, those are the two least likely candidates ever to uh, join the Indians right there, I think, uh, uh, Hinch and Cora. But, uh, yeah, so there could be major upheaval changes in the, uh, in, in the coaching ranks. Um, uh, let's, uh, let's jump back into players, though. Jose Ramirez, where, uh, what do you think uh, the next couple of months here have in store for Jose Ramirez? Uh, as, as we get ready for the 2021 season? I think Jose wins the MVP, AL MVP. I think he's, he's going to – I think he, he uh, kind of solidified it in September, had a great September. And, uh, and if you wanted affirmation, I think he had the great postseason too, the two, at least two very good postseason games. But that doesn't count. But I think in my mind that kind of said, okay, you know, uh, I, I voted for the MVP and – I think you're not supposed to reveal your votes, but you can tell the way I voted. I, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think he, uh, he earned it. Oh, uh, I, I would say I, I, I want him. My heart wants to agree with you on that, but I think uh, after two finishes in third place in the MVP voting, I think Jose Ramirez improves his standing this year, finishes second this season uh, to Jose Abreu. And uh, DJ LeMayhew third in the MVP voting. That's that's my prediction. Uh, maybe those Jose. Great choices, Joe. I think I, those are I, You know, those guys were right up there with in my ballot too. Yeah, I think uh, maybe Jose Ramirez stands a really good chance of getting his face on the cover of the Indians media guide next year. How's that? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Frankie, he should be the Frankie is gone. Yeah. It, it, yeah like I said, it. it, it Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber, I think, could could split the uh, the media guide front cover uh, in in 2021. Uh, you can always sort of tell which guys are going to be sticking around for a while and which guys are, uh, you know, they they, they shy away from, uh, especially when when they don't show up on the front cover of that media guide. So uh, that's my my prediction for Jose Ramirez: second place in the MVP front page of the media guide. Uh, Carlos Santana. With the $17 million option uh, year uh, for the Indians, uh, where do you see Carlos Santana next season? Wow. I, you know, I would love to see Carlos back. I think the only way he comes back is, you know, uh, they turned down the uh, 17 million or the $17.5 million options and he signs, you know, a, a much, uh, you know, a, a, a deal that is, you know, <laughs> kind of comparable to how he played this year. <laughs> which I don't, but, uh, <laughs> so my minor, minor league free agent deal then yeah, <laughs> with an no. invite to big league spring training. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. But I, if not, I think, uh, maybe he, he go, he, he'll get a, a job somewhere. Maybe he'll be in Miami. I would think, yeah, maybe with, uh, Jesus Aguilar, he'll, he'll go with, uh, the, the, uh, the former Indians first baseman down there. Yeah. You, you got to look at, at who needs, uh, needs first base help and, and, you know, where he could fit. But also, it, that wouldn't rely on him coming in as a uh, as a huge bat in their order. Right? I'm sure he's still got the ability to su surprise some people. He's what only 34 yeah. years old. Yeah, and I, I just think he had a bad year. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and I think there, there's uh, you can look at the the 60 game season, and you know, you can get fooled by it. You know, because right. it, these players weren't used to the 60 games. They always felt they had a hundred more to come back in. 
and it, it didn't work out this year. If, if uh, Santana does wind up uh, leaving the Indians uh, for the second time, uh, either, you know, not by his own accord, obviously, uh, he, he does walk away, what, tied for fifth all-time in franchise home runs, yeah. uh, up there in the top ten in, in walks. Uh, he's probably one of the, the more consistent and, and just all-around, you know, best guys the Indians have, have had in their organization in a long time. Just an underrated player, Joe, really underrated. Played all over the place. Didn't cut it as a catcher, third baseman. Found a home in first base. He, he turned himself into a gold glove finalist at, at, at first base. Um, you know, loves to play in the lineup every day. Has this guy ever been hurt? I, I, I can't, you know, I know he's had a concussion a couple times. Yeah, and he had, a, he had a knee back when he was catching as well. Yeah, yeah, he got, blown, he got run over in Boston. They blew out his knee, but... But after that, I mean, he, he, uh, he's really a solid guy. And I would not be surprised if he's back in some role next year. I, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be the starting first baseman, but I bet he, he might be back next year. Just the, uh, the definition of consistency, uh, play every day kind of guy. All right. Uh, another guy with a contract option, Brad Hand, next year. Uh, what are the Indians going to do with his $10 million contract option? I think hand is gone. I think uh, $10 million is a bit steep, especially when they've got uh, Karen check behind them and, and perhaps Emmanuel's uh, class A as well. So I think uh, with this, you know, if, if the, if the financial situation is as dire as, uh, as Chris Antonetti has told us, um, he, you know, unfortunately hand is not going to be back. And this is another guy, Joe, if you look at his numbers over since they, acquired him in 2018 he he did great I mean he had, he had a great run as a as a closer you know he he just didn't get it done you know in game two of the wild card that, that right. was his first, he picked a bad time to have his bad his worst game 100 and uh I, I'm, I'm sorry I, uh, 50 I'm sorry 58 out of 65 uh save opportunities converted for for Brad Hand since he joined the Indians uh in 2018 so another, another uh, guy like Santana, just, you know, kind of underappreciated, really. Right. You know, I, felt, I feel so bad about closers, you know, like, uh, you know, I went and, and this is uh, just a personal thing. Just, you know, um, you, you take for granted when, when, you, when they save a game and, and you might not talk to them after every save. Mm -hmm. And then when they blow one, you, everybody's lined up at their locker to talk to them. And it just seems... You know, it just seems like a tough part of the job, and, and it's not a fair fair approach by the media. And that's why I felt bad for him, you know, after he blew – he had to come in and, and talk about the blown save after game two of the wild card. But, uh, you know, how about the 16 saves during the regular season? And we rarely talked to him, you know. It, and, it, and I know it was kind of the circumstance because of the Zoom calls and everything. But right. I always thought that was an unfair – it's an unfair uh, approach by the media. To his credit, though, Brad Hand, uh, stand-up guy, just like Cody Allen before him, you know, would answer every question, wouldn't dodge you, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, you know, be confrontational on days that he, he did blow a save. He'd be matter-of-fact, he'd tell you what went wrong, and he'd, he'd be confident enough to go out and fix it the next time. Uh, yeah, Brad Hand, just a, an all-around good guy. Uh, my prediction for Brad Hand next year, I, I don't think he's back as well. I also don't think he's a closer wherever he goes. I think He'd, he'd fit in as well because he's versatile. I think he would fit in as a good left-handed setup guy uh, in somebody's bullpen. He's just a luxury at $10 million that the Indians can't afford for next season. 
Yeah, he'll he's definitely going to find a job. He'll find work for sure. I mean, he's got he's still you know what 30, 31. He's he's got a good resume. His arms seem to bounce back. He's going to be he's going to be pitching somewhere next year. Yeah, million dollar buyout for the Indians to to get out from under that ten million dollar uh, contract option for him. But he will be one of the more sought after free agent uh, relievers on the market. All right, uh, let, here I'll throw this one out there for you. Uh, expanded playoffs. We've heard from uh, from Rob Manfred uh, just in the last couple of days that expanded playoffs, uh, while they're they're going really well right now, they might look different next year. Uh, instead of 16 teams, we might see 12 or 14. Yeah, you know, I thought Antonetti had a good point where, where he was asked the same question. You know, what does he think about the expanded postseason? He said he didn't know if eight, you know, 16 teams or eight teams in each league was was the answer, but he didn't, you know, but maybe there was, the answer was somewhere between five and eight, you know, postseason <laughs> teams. I, and I'm thinking eight. if you got to have an even number, you got to have six, right? right so right. I would think, yeah, so I would, you know, maybe, maybe that's the number. And I, because this has been cool, Joe, hasn't it? You know, with the, the kind uh, of the brackets and, and, and it's been fun. I'll, I'll tell you what, having what, eight games in, in, uh, in one day on Wednesday, that, that, that's a lot. That's games starting at noon. I don't know yeah, if I, yeah. I don't know if I dig that, but yeah. uh, just having the opportunity for that many teams to be in and active and watching. Yeah. That's been pretty cool. Uh, I, any, any format that allowed Trevor Bauer to come in and, and pitch with the, uh, the Reds, the way to, I, the playoffs were a better place with Trevor Bauer in them. So uh, it was just a lot of fun. Hey man, you say what you want, but that was, that was a fun game to watch. His butt off, man. He did. But I, you know, I, when he does a, what, who's the, who's the MMA guy that, 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 that he copies the wall? I don't know. From? I don't know anything. About oh, the, the, the Irish guy. I can't remember. Oh, Connor McGaugh. Yeah. yeah Connor. Uh, yeah, McGregor, Conor McGregor. Yeah. He when he does that, God, if you I'm just, sitting in the other dugout, you just want to throw something at him. <laughs> I'm going to throw a batting helmet at him or something. And that just drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I I tell you what, Oinsy, he, he he made it a lot of fun to watch, and, and that game was a a heck of a game between the Reds and the uh, the Braves there. Uh, the Reds but, couldn't hit either, just like oh, the, well the Indians did. Or they shut out for twenty some innings in the yeah. you know in a row. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right, we did expanded playoffs. How about universal DH? What do you see for the universal DH uh, between now and, and next season? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it becomes, uh, uh, it's accepted in both leagues. I really do. I, I hope it is. <laughs> no, I, but uh, I, um, who knows? The National League, uh, that, that they have some uh, stubborn people in the National League, traditionalists. I, instead, I should say traditionalists instead of stubborn. And, and they've got apologists on, uh, you know, MLB Network and ESPN, you know, calling for, oh, well, this is only a temporary thing. And I just, I, I think you make the change, you stick with it, and everybody plays the same game. It's been so much more fun to do stats without having to, you know, you can you can look at stats league wide as opposed to uh, divided up by American and national because it, because basically one set of teams faces a completely different opposition uh, every night. So uh, it, yeah, it's it's just been a, a lot easier for the reporters at least. Uh, I, I think University of the H should stick yeah. around. I don't know if it will. Um, and and Joe, the players got to love it. It it makes it gives a guy another job, right? Well, Everybody especially gets older next... players, you know, yeah. a guy like uh, Carlos Santana should, you know, definitely stick right. up for this because it, it keeps openings there on the rosters. 
Uh, speaking of rosters, expanded rosters. What do we think of uh, the idea of that? Uh, they're, they're playing at, what, 28 now? 28 uh, now. The plan was for 26 entering right. the season. Uh, is that going to stick around? Yeah, I think they do accept, you know, they, they adopt the 26-man uh, roster. And, you know, that I think that will help uh, negotiations, you know, at, at the end of the, of, uh, the 2021 season. You, you know, you create uh, some more jobs for players. You keep the union happy, at, at least in that front. So, yeah, I think the 26-man roster stays. Uh, automatic runner for extra innings. Here's the, the, the big controversial one. This is the one that surprised me when, when Manfred said that he thinks it's going to stick around and he wants to see it stick around because this is the one that, that you know, produced the most sort of pushback, I think, uh, this past season. Yeah, and but I got to admit, Joe, I was not a fan of it. But it is it, it really – <laughs> it adds something to the game. I mean, I could see what, – what if you played, like, if you – extra inning games, you played 12 innings under the old rules, you know. And then if you get – if it's still tied after the 12, you know, then you add the extra runner. You right. know, something like that. And you save pitching staffs. You, you really bring a lot more strategy into the game. And, and it, it – you know, there's a – it keeps your interest. Right. I, I... – to me, there's no difference between that and the uh, the Texas shootout, which is, you know, load the bases and everybody goes up to the plate with a full count. And you get one pitch. I mean, that's that's how you decide softball games. That's not how you decide, uh, you know, beer league softball games. It's not how you decide baseball games. To me, I I just think you you play it out like normal. We're seeing in the in uh, in, in the postseason right now that that Reds Atlanta game went 12 innings, and that's exciting to me to watch uh, to to get those those runners on base, get them over to third and, and uh, you know, have them get stranded there. That, that yeah. That's more exciting to me to watch than, uh, you know, a team with a, getting that sort of handicap help. I, I, I don't agree with it. I, I, did, I didn't like it at the beginning. I don't like it now, and I don't think it's going to stick around. Yeah. All right. Well, that takes us through, uh, you know, our, this, this trip into gazing at the, the crystal ball for next <laughs> season. Uh, should be uh, interesting the next couple of days. Maybe we'll get uh, a chance to talk to Chris Antonetti and, and, you know, hopefully maybe Sandy or Tito or somebody to just to talk about what the possibilities are for next year. Usually around this time, we get that, that big uh, post-mortem uh, press conference where we wrap up the season with all the media, uh, anticipating it'll be a Zoom call this year, but, uh, you know, just the opportunity to, to sort of, look back at every player and then look forward at some of the possibilities. Uh, you know, who knows when we'll get to hear from them, but hopefully it's, it's sometime soon in the coming week. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be sometime next week, Joe. They usually don't waste too much time, you know, uh, closing the books on 2020 and, and looking forward to 2021. Well, that's how we'll leave it here on uh, this week's uh, Cleveland baseball talk podcast. We'll talk to you again next week. 